Coming up today on Locked On at Texas Tech, we'll get back on the roller coaster that was a Red Raider win over Oral Roberts from United Supermarkets Arena. And for the Red Raider football team, the offensive line and defensive line impacted by an opt-out and an opt-in. We get into it all next on Locked On Texas Tech. You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Great to be with you again on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, always free and available on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. So visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started with the only Chris level. I'm Casey Cowan. Chris, we got a couple of different fronts to hit here today. We'll get to some football news coming up. You got size out. You got size remaining as it relates to the future for Joey McGuire and the Red Raiders. But let's start on the hardwood with Grant McCaslin and the Red Raider men's basketball team who survive quite an interesting one last night against Oral Roberts at United Supermarkets Arena. We talked about not sleeping on this matchup. Obviously, ORU had a great season a year ago and has got some continuity and culture there entrenched upon which they move forward. And what we saw out of the gates was something along the lines of, uh, to use an industry term, can't hit water if you fall out of a boat for both teams. I don't know how bad it got, but I remember you noting on the broadcast five of 25 at one point in time, but then at some point, and that was for both, then at some point (laughs) the worm really turned because it was almost like, you got a, a maintenance crew out there to widen the rim or something. I don't know what happened, but in Fuego then became the term of the day as uh, both teams were connecting from long range. And for the most part, that was sustained. And what led us to a final score that I guess is a little bit closer than you might have anticipated just a few minutes earlier uh, before the final buzzer went off. But uh, quite the roller coaster. But at the end of the day, a win for Texas Tech as they survive a matchup against a team that has really given some other power five squads, some fits. Yeah, you know, you, you have to earn it against Oral Roberts. I mean, they do. They have really good guard play. And, uh, you know, and, and I anytime a team makes 16 threes, 16, uh, I, you, you, you look at it and go, we've got to do a better job of guarding the perimeter, which is what Grant McCaslin was like. He, he gives, I'm stating an obvious here, uh, but we need to guard the perimeter a bit better, just a, a wee bit. Um, but yeah, and, and, and what was strange about this one is that last night, it wasn't Pop Isaacs or Joe Toussaint or Isaac McBride for the Golden Eagles, and then obviously the two Red Raider guards that were really pouring them in, which you would think that th- those would be, you know, guys, th- these are, you're really, I think, you the three top scorers that were participating in this game on average. And, and they just didn't shoot it well from the perimeter. It was other guys that uh, that that did it. Um, you know, Kerwin Walton. You, you know, I I hope that at the end of this year that we 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 look back and go, man, what a fun story this was. Um, because this is just a couple of games now, back to back. They're, they're non conference home games. The gauntlet is still very much, uh, you know on the horizon and you, you're, I mean, you're going to deal with it on the road and all those things. However, I've seen more from Kerwin Walton 
in a positive way uh, in the last couple of games with not just the shot making, but just some of the other things that he does uh, in, the, in the last two games. And we've really seen in the first, what, year plus that he was here. And I think, you know, he had a really good game against LSU last year uh, in that Big 12 SEC Challenge game uh, in Baton Rouge. And But th- this has been kind of fun to watch. He just seems so much – and that, that was the difference uh, largely for Texas Tech last night. Uh, that and and Warren Washington's ability on the on the glass uh, to, you know, with, with the with the lobs and and just handling his business on the glass with that big time double double. Yeah, one of his uh, best efforts as a Red Raider so far. We'll get back to Washington in just a moment, but Walton is just it's, it kind of blows you away, and we'll see what he can do as the season goes on, and and obviously you get into much tougher competition. But uh, he was like Dario mode uh, last season, just maybe a handout here every <laughs> once in a while. I mean, he was a total non-factor, save for maybe a game, but I don't even really remember that one, uh, was a non-factor. And one of the more frustrating, I think, as far as factors or non-factors a season ago because of his path to Texas Tech and NIL and all these things, you're like, all right, when are we going to squeeze some juice out of this thing? I said earlier in the year he'd been like an oven that was on preheat for a year and we're ready to cook. Well, the chef is in the kitchen now, and he's cooking for a little bit. So we hope that that can be sustained because that would be a very pleasant surprise and something that coming into the year I certainly didn't you know, imagine as something uh, consistently going to be there for Texas Tech. And, of course, without Cambridge, although they're not really similar as players, you need all the help you can get. So uh, maybe it is something we can uh, maybe expect to be seen again. And the thing about Kerwin, I think Grant McCasin would tell you, you know, it's a credit to the young man because he hasn't he hasn't acted entitled. He hasn't acted frustrated about like his lack of minutes. He shows up with a smile on his face every day. And man, and in the youth these days, high school, college, middle school kids, like players, this is rare. Yeah. <laughs> me. This is rare for him to just keep working and keep like with a good attitude. And not wanting to point fingers or hey man I'm I, I'm getting hosed man that I'm not getting uh, more minutes or this is this this is the coach is out to get me whatever and, and he just and I and I think Grant w- would tell you this is one of the reasons why he's kind of blossoming right now because he shows up and he's practiced hard every day good attitude he he's trying to you know get over the hump and and now there's this opportunity and he's the he was in the starting lineup last night against Oral Roberts and. Uh, replacing uh, Devin Cambridge there, and you're right. They're, they're not they're not the same player because I think uh, Devin is a lot more versatile, uh, and, and he and he's he's much better on defense. However, the trade off is that when you have you know Kerwin on the floor the way he's playing right now, I think you're harder to guard on the offensive end because. If you've got Chance McMillan on one wing, Kerwin Walton on another, one of them's hit, what, six or eight threes in, in Butler. The other one hit six of seven from three the other day. And you've got Joe or Pop, like, anywhere with the ball. And you've got Warren Washington as a lob threat. Like, who do you guard? And wh- where, where do you put your your attention? I mean, that, that's that's a stressful type of lineup. Uh, out there, and and then Darion Williams was banging threes uh, last night, and then posting up and kind of facilitating, like out of the post or trying to score. That was kind of a new wrinkle that we had seen with him the the back and down. So uh, I think that you know Kerwin, if he'll keep it up, I mean, it's going to make you a, a tougher guard if those shots continue to fall for sure. 
Man, and I got to tell you, as far as just the team in general, there, there are still so many things that maybe get kind of lost in the wash for, um, you know, a fan here or there that are standing out to me. Back in the turnover column with the healthy number, only eight there, and really both teams were doing a decent job of taking care of the basketball last night. You were close to, not a quite, not quite a two-to-one turnover margin last night, but close to it as far as uh, assist to turnovers. I'm sorry. Swapping my football cliches, not the football portion of the program just yet. But I was taking a look last year, Chris, just to remind myself coming out of the gates, your turnover numbers out of the gate last year, 20, 12, 29. That's nice for just a moment. 16, 10, 19, 18. I mean, it was just like, who wants a basketball? You get a basketball. They went Oprah Book Club with the turnovers uh, last season. And I don't know where you can go this year. I don't know if you're deep enough, talented enough to even get in the NCAA tournament. I don't know. But that speaks to me about something that the coaching staff is getting out of their team, especially, and maybe I just had too low of expectations, but I would say especially with as many new pieces that are having to play together and kind of figure out chemistry and synergy, That that's a good omen for the future. I, I don't care what else we're talking about that we might not like so much right now. If you're doing things like that, I think that th those are details and those little things add up to big things and got to credit the guys on the floor, obviously, but I also want to credit the coaching staff as well, because I think those things are connected in a statistical category like that. Well, well, something, uh, you know, something clearly changed with this team early on in their trip to the Bahamas, because really since then it, it's in, in this stat category, it's been vastly different, uh, and in some stressful situations, uh, I mean, you know, last night being one of them, you know, at uh, at Hinkle Fieldhouse there when you're playing Butler, you you played a Michigan team, you know, the Northern Iowa team that you you went to the buzzer with and, and beat those guys. Uh, you know, the, you, you've had some good games, but you're right. I mean, like like last night, Joe Toussaint and Pop Isaacs played a total of, I think, 64 minutes. They total three turnovers combined between them. That that's just that that will travel. You know, that, that is something that no matter what else you do, whether the shots go in or out, whether, you, you, you know, whatever it is, that that is good basketball. Uh, and it's it's a credit to Joe and Pop. And, and you're right, like Grant and, you know, Coach Smart and, and everybody kind of associated with this deal, uh, Coach Breyer, I mean, everybody that uh, that is kind of, you, you know, changed this dynamic a bit. But it also speaks to older mature guards and one like Joe Toussaint who's got mm. the ball in his hands a ton but credit to Pop Isaacs too man because Pop Pop would uh, he'll take some chances and, and try to thread a needle and, and try to throw a pass and the teammate may not be looking for it or whatever but he's since I, I think what Grant has talked about he's since uh, most of the time just made the simple play and it pays off because here's the other thing um, nine assists you know between those two you know, and you don't want to gloss over that part either, mm -hmm. uh, because those are, you know, uh, assist means that there was a score, you know. And so you have nine assists to three turnovers when you play 64 minutes uh, combined. I just think that that's good stuff uh, against uh, really good guards with Oral Roberts and Isaac McBride, man. This is a kid that was averaging like 20 a game coming in. He scored 20 points, like five of the last six or something. And you, you really did a number on him. Joe and Pop deserve some credit there because I think he was three of 14 from the field yep. and just really never got going. And that was the guy that you were kind of focused on. So credit them on the defensive end uh, as well. Uh, defense and protecting the basketball, that dog will hunt home or away. <laughs> you had four games last year 
where you're in a single digit uh, turnover category four. And now you've had wow. four of your previous five. You've already matched that. And we're sitting here on December 13th. So again, symptoms of like a healthy program or a sick program that may not have anything to do with talent again, or depth or how far you can go, but some early encouraging signs of, of what the coaching staff is getting out of this team. And you love Man, to see it. Calvin, you need to tweet that out. That's a great stat. Uh, that, that just, that speaks to, that speaks to a lot of issues last year with who's handling it and what are we doing? And then, and then this year, how much that's been cleaned up because with all the new pieces, that that is quite a stat right there that you just dropped on the the turnover category. But uh, yeah, a lot of people deserve some credit this year. But uh, man, I had I would not have guessed that at all. That's why you watch Locked On Texas Tech because I'm not wasting that on X, baby. This is for you in the audience. YouTube podcast every day. Make sure you're subscribed. Okay, let me pull out my bag of football cliches so we can uh, pivot here yeah. and look ahead to the Independence Bowl. And one guy we know. Is not going to be there. First, today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. Heat up the action and keep the sports flames stoked this winter with America's number one sportsbook and the official sportsbook of Locked On. There's nothing nicer than cuddling up by the warmth of a nice prop bet or a player parlay. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action with their safe, secure, and easy-to-use app where it's all at your fingertips. And of course, when you win with FanDuel, you're always paid instantly. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 back if your team wins. You'd be a fool not to take a bite out of that apple. So get to FanDuel.com slash locked on and sign up today for your shot at $150 in bonus bets with any $5 money line bet that hits with FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And look ahead to the Independence Bowl. And one guy we know is not going to be there. Uh, that being Miles Cole, you might have seen opting out of the bowl game uh, to focus on the NFL draft is what I saw reported. Uh, I got to tell you, this one hit me in in kind of a strange way. Um, He's in I, Miami. So he it's hitting oh, him in right? a strange it's hitting him in a strange way too. <laughs> He's on yeah South Beach training, sure. Uh, you know Shreveport. Here's the weird thing. You know where this kid's from originally? I couldn't tell you. Shreveport. <laughs> he he had a chance in his last game to to essentially play at home, friends, family, and all that stuff. But yeah, I think uh, I, I I think. Seven to ten days ago, peaced out. I'm gonna go get my uh, my my combine training on, and yeah, he's in uh, he's in Miami, man. Well, I mean, I know that very few things in a football game can get a scout's attention like shuttle drills on the beach. So I guess I'll understand that. <laughs> I, I really am conflicted about this, and I don't like much of it. I mean, Miles Cole 
is uh, unfortunately leaving this season as he came in, Mr. Measurable, but the impact or the statistics did not bubble to the surface like we hoped they would. And I I don't get how you improve or focus, quote unquote, uh, on, on the draft or improve your draft stock, not playing football, um, especially when you've had a season that was for the most part not impactful as far as that. Now, he's going to get a chance, I'm sure, because again, the measurables, he hasn't shrunk. His wingspan hasn't gotten smaller or anything like that, but... Uh, as a fan, I, I'm not really, I'm not into this move. More power to him. Make your own choice for what you got to do for your professional interests. I understand it, but I'm very confused by it because I just feel like you want to turn some heads. Uh, I don't know, play a football game and maybe make some plays and get some attention that way. But I guess at the end of the day, the measurables are just going to win out. And he probably knows that. And I'm sure the feedback he's gotten <laughs> from those in NFL circles is like, yeah, we don't care if you play in Shreveport or not. Again, your wingspan is your wingspan. Your size is your size. Yeah, you know, I, I think the deal. I, I think he he was on the up and up with it. He did. He did. He didn't just you just just cruise. I mean, he did have conversations with everybody, um, thanked everybody before he he kind of you know left town and all those things. It, it's it, this is a um, there's a lot of awkward. We're about to get into one here in a little bit uh, to finish up the show, but there's a lot of awkwardness or a lot of uh, strange things the way college football plays out from a personnel standpoint in the in the 2023 time frame and, and the opt-outs in the bowl games is just something that's becoming fairly normal I mean I think I saw there's what 41 bowl games so like something what what is that 82 teams and you've got I think 30 quarterbacks of the 82 teams will not participate in their bowl game that that would have started <laughs> I mean and, and, it, wow. and it's just trickled down you know, um, but I, I guess in a way, I'm thankful that he's the only one that opted out because, I mean, Tyler Owens, uh, Rabbit, a uh, couple of your corners, um, you know, and I don't think Hutchins plays in this game. And we'll, we'll talk about that as we get just because of his his same issue. But I think that yeah. he, you know, he missed that Texas game. I think that, that there was a, a scare with that knee and he's obviously got a future to look forward to. But there's also an injury. Uh, there with him but yeah no miles cole man so i mean the injury is understandable but i more look at like guys i guess that are opting out as i mean like high level picks that don't want to risk a high level pick yeah going to the who gives a what bowl which most of them are i mean i get like yeah we want to compete we want to get win the game anytime you're strapping it on it matters to you but uh, i don't know this doesn't fit in either one of those categories so anyway more power to him Unfortunately, didn't work out like we hoped at Texas Tech, but uh, maybe we'll see him flash uh, in the National Football League. Okay, let's get awkward, baby. That's my middle name uh, as we wrap up this conversation. I'm actually surprised to hear you uh, use that word, so I'm excited to hear you expand upon what you mean by that. First, today's episode brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. And if you've got a small business looking to hire new employees, you're hoping for the biggest pool of top-tier candidates possible. And that's exactly why you got to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has all the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free, all on one easy-to-use and secure platform. And LinkedIn isn't just another job board. They've got a far-reaching network of more than a billion professionals, and hiring the best becomes easy when you have that many qualified candidates. So easy that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within only 24 hours. 
With all the hats you wear as a business owner, the time or resources to hire quality candidates can be hard to come by, but LinkedIn carries the load for you with the quick, easy, and intuitive process. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free today with LinkedIn Jobs. Terms and conditions apply. Caleb Rogers will be returning in 2024. Chris, okay, so we I just want to see if I can set the table here. This is a this is COVID eligibility he's taking advantage of, right? Mm-hmm. Is this a super senior year coming up? Yes, uh, I believe that is accurate. And and what I meant by awkward is that th- there was a there was a day and a time where it's like, well, of course you're coming back. I mean, like what you know what choices are there? <laughs> and now now we are getting announcements of like. I'm returning graphic. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, you know, and, and like, and, and so thankfully you are, uh, you know, th- this is just a, this is just the, the way it goes these days. Um, it's kind of like, I remember last year, it, you know, after the bowl game, it's like, you're immediately like one of the questions that he did, he answered it on the podium, but it was like, uh, Tyler Shuck, will you be back? And he's like, put that cowboy hat on. He's like, I'll be back. You know, that kind of deal. And, <laughs> Because with a lot of these guys, it's not just it's not just uh, I'll be back like in college, but I'll be back here. It's almost like two separate things. That's true. Um, but I, I, I would offer up this with your current situation on the offensive line, as you are in the midst of portaling and trying to add some pieces, uh, you know, and 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 the variety of starters, uh, you know graduating or, or, or exhausting their eligibility after this bowl game, like Dennis Wilburn, uh, like Rusty Stats, like Cole Spencer, and we know Monroe Mills uh, has has left the chat. Um, I mean, you could make the argument that Caleb Rogers is, you know, and I know people have lots of opinions about Caleb Rogers, or they have had over the years. I do think he's gotten better uh, as, as time has gone along. He's got a lot of juice. Uh, and and energy, and he's a culture guy. He would be one of the guys like Taj Brooks and Baron Morton, and like a Jacob Rodriguez and a Bryce Ramirez, and a in a, a small circle like going forward that I, I would think Joey would consult with on whatever it may be team decision wise. But Caleb Rogers, you're going to make the argument, and we can we can do that as the summer goes along. He's going to be one of your most either valuable or important players just because of his experience and how vulnerable and thin or weak you are at that position right now, you know, and, and again, you know, we could fast forward in a couple of weeks, you could have three or four portal entries and go, all right, but he's the one mainstay. He's the one guy, you know, because they, you played him at left tackle, you played him at right tackle. There's some talk. If you get the right pieces, they may move him inside and play guard. I mean, he's very versatile, but he's an energy guy and a culture guy, but uh, he's the one yelling to Joey, run the bleeping ball you know <laughs> and joey listened and taj is like thanks caleb i appreciate that you know <laughs> let's get him wired into morton's headset as well maybe for the ball game make a few calls uh i saw 41 i think 41 consecutive starts mm-hmm. uh now the most that jalen Hut since jalen hutchings will be out of the picture now that's the, the tops on the list um, and yeah, the energy, it seems like he's looked at as a leader. 
measurables are mostly there. Not the biggest dude ever, but measurables mostly there. But just like you said, they've had to continue to move him around to find like, okay, where can we stick this guy? And now you're saying again, possibly that he could be moved to the inside. None of those things are promotions. You don't go from left to right as a promotion. You don't go from outside to inside as a promotion. I don't think as an offensive lineman. So I wonder what has yet to connect for him that would make him like an all-conference player? Because it seems like he's always had that potential, but we hadn't quite gotten there. Yeah, I I, th- I think with him, I think that his uh, he may translate more as a guard at the next level, hence the reason they may finish his career out there. Gotcha. Um, that may be what the NFL folks are saying. You know, hey, man, you, you're more of an inside guy. But also, if they get what they want, it may be, a, may be about, well, these other guys are just better at these other spots. Caleb can help us by playing an interior because we need some interior help too. Uh, you know, because you're, you know, ne- next year, as it stands right now, you would think, you know, Jacoby Jackson uh, would, would be one of your interior guys. Uh, but I, I do know, you know, he's battled a few injuries and Todd Buchanan would be a starting tackle. But Dalton Merriman, uh, you know, I think that they really like is in the program and had to sit out the Blinn College kid who's, I think, six seven six eight. 6'8". Um, there's some more length and, and, and all that at tackle, I think, you know, and then you hope to add some of that. So if they do, I think that allows you to move Caleb to, but it's always like, Hey man, if, if, if it's best that he's at left tackle or right tackle, that's what they'll do. Uh, but you know, Ty Buchanan, I think is best suited for left tackle. So if you can find a, a, an upgrade or a better version of right tackle, then I think it allows you to move Caleb inside. Um, and I wouldn't even rule out cause you know what else you need uh, that, that is, fairly important as a center. You know, Sheridan Wilson has kind of been your backup center. I mean, you know, is there a scenario to where Caleb Rogers could play center? I, I think it's a compliment that speaks to his versatility. But, yeah, mm-hmm. I, get, I get what you're saying. Uh, but I, but I, I think that, you know, when they get draft grades and they go through this process, they may have stated, you know, this is what most teams project you as at the next level if you, if you have some hopes of, uh, of doing that is – is more in one of those three interior spots. So we'll see. That's a good point I hadn't really considered. Um, I, I guess I'm more so just going hard and like, okay, where are they lining you up first? Uh, the choice is be great at that or let's shuffle you around a little bit. That maybe is more of a pessimistic outlook. So that's an interesting perspective to consider. And I'm really- it's not It's not if the glass is half full or if it's half empty. It's about who's pouring the water, Kellen. <laughs> and what does she look like? What's your bank statement read? Uh, before we get out of here, since we're on the subject of offensive line, um, we had someone asking a question yesterday. I think it was on X. Uh, he was on X. No, it was on Twitter. He was clean. Okay. Whoever his employer is. I don't know that he's on anything in particular. <laughs> he said, should we hit the panic button about the offensive line? Cause I know this is a focus. So when you're not seeing a bunch of news, I asked you maybe a week ago, five, six days ago, sort of in the same way. Uh, I don't know. It's panic button time, but, we need some news, Chris, and I know that you're not holding it in your pocket, but uh, what do you think's going on internally? Is there some concern that you've missed on some guys, just some timelines lingering? What do you think? Okay, uh, so it's not – it's too early to panic. I think there's continues to be, um, you know, like – th- this shocked me, but like one of OU's stud freshmen – uh, either redshirt or true freshman that played all in the offensive line that is is probably going to be highly sought after out there in the marketplace, just entered the portal like a day ago. Mm-hmm. And nobody on the team was aware. 
I mean, it was just totally so. Again, there there's continues to be entries and and continue to be entries at the at the offensive line position. I think uh, it's been reported that the the Colorado budget for offensive line is is very high. There's a couple of targets that uh, that you've. Uh, I mean, I've I've heard it on talk radio. I've heard it on you know seen it written. I've seen it speculated about. But Dion, you know, he's. That's where he's putting his NIL chips is like the the uh, building a a group up front that can protect his kid, um, and 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 some of the some of the rumors have been, here's your offer. If you if you stand up and leave this meeting, this offer is no longer here. We need an answer. You know, kind kind of scenario. Like if you, yeah. while we have you in town, here's your offer. However, if you leave, we're moving on to the next one. We need to know, and so. I don't what's true, what's not, but there's heavy speculation. And we obviously, you know, heard from Matt Rule, you know, about what quarterbacks are worth and all that. So all I'm saying is, I forget that kid's name at Oklahoma. I'm really fascinated to see where he ends up, uh, you know, and, and, and does Oklahoma have an opportunity to match? Uh, point is, it's not, it's not uh, too early. It, you, it, you don't need to panic yet. Still, we still have the rest of this portal cycle, another cycle. And all that they continue to to guys continue to enter guys continue to be offered. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's tricky for Texas Tech right now, as it stands, you know, as you and I sit here and talk, is that you know on this day you were headed to Shreveport uh, for bowl prep playing Saturday night. The rest of the country that's not playing in bowl games this week has these days and this weekend to host portal visitors. You you are missing that time. Uh, that is a bit of an unlucky break for you in playing an earlier bowl game. Um, and so some of this may have to get done via Zoom. Some of it may have to get done after the first of the year when it's kind of quiet period. That uh, There may be need to be some, you know, tricky recruiting from the standpoint of just trying to bridge the gap of like, hey, man, we'd love to have you. Trust me, it's awesome here, even though you can't get here. But that, that's a di- different dynamic. So, mm, um but yeah, don't don't panic yet. But yeah, it's it's a need. Make no mistake about it. Uh, you know, receiver. It, there's some things about to happen with receiver, but offensive line. I just think what people are seeing is that the market value. This is what Joey was talking about. I think the other day for offensive linemen, quality offensive linemen is a lot higher out there than anybody would have thought. Maybe this is why Monroe Mills was like. I think I'm going to go see what, what what's out there. And you know what's funny is I think he's still out there unless I've missed something, you know. I mean, could you could you boomerang him back? I don't know. Um, you know, it's wild, but yeah. that, that that's my thoughts right now. Hey, we found a few more wooden nickels under a couch cushion, Monroe. <laughs> maybe we want to talk again <laughs> or or maybe expectation has returned to uh, some sort of mean. I don't know. That's crazy. And uh here, my diabolical mind is already just thinking, all right, when does the first team opt out of the bowl game entirely? Because we got to get to Cruton, boys. We need a portal weekend more than we need a bowl game. I'm sure that's an extreme example, but this is college football after all. Is there any example that's too extreme? I don't know. And maybe on the other side of some of these bowl games as well, you'll continue to see rosters change, guys leave programs, et cetera. So uh, I think that's a good point to make that you never know who is popping back up. It wasn't like at some point we've already passed. Okay, this is the finite amount of offensive linemen that are available and there will be no more. Uh clearly that is not the case, but uh yeah, since it is objective number 1, fans getting a little antsy, we understand that, but do with that what 
you will. Okay, we're back on the other side, and we are, I mean, in a serious, serious way. I'm tying my tie even tighter tomorrow, looking towards Independence Bowl time. Red Raiders and Golden Bears. Got another hoops contest to get ready for this weekend as well, so we'll have that coming up before we're done this week. Chris, appreciate the time as always, man. Enjoyed it, and we'll see you for the next one. I enjoyed it as well. We will uh, do this again. Keep hope alive, everybody. Guns up and uh, all that good stuff, and uh, head on the swivel. <laughs> always your taglines the list is going to grow during this period of time we got to continue <laughs> to remind everyone of all these things yeah. and here's another one make sure you're subscribed on youtube or anywhere yes. you get podcasts so you never miss an episode for chris i'm casey thanks for joining us we hope to see you back here for the next round on locked on texas tech <laughs> 